Welcome back to the Blunt Letters Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Superstar, and I'm joined by your host, Electric. Hi, hi, hi. Superstar. Electric Superstar. Hi, hi, that hi, sounds, hi, hi. Uh, exciting. Sounds like we got married, but it's just we became cousins officially. So that's it. Oh, finally. <laughs> the paperwork went through. Yeah. A lot of people don't know you could, you could do that. Yeah, when you become cousins, you just file forms. There's no ceremony. Nobody cares. Yeah. No. 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 You just, but you can have the same last name. Finally. We said, okay. Superstar. Yeah. Because Electric doesn't have one. She's just Electric. It's L. Electric, actually. Oh. Well, I always thought of you as just an Electric thing. That's cool. I'm down for and that. An entity. It makes more sense. TBH. People always got confused with Electric anyway. <laughs> well, what's Electric? What's a, what's a Electric? L. Like L I know, I know, I know, I know, I get it. <laughs> but it's making electric its own word. So I like this better because it's electric is one whole word. It's like that's your first name. Like you were Madonna or Sheer. Yeah, Sheer. <laughs> I'm Sheer. <laughs> I'm like so Sheer. <laughs> so you know. You know what I meant. Yeah. Electric. Thanks, man. Yeah, I like it. Um, so we're here and we've got another great episode for you. Tonight we're talking all about astrologeeks. Astrologeeks. What's and going on up there? Where? In the heavens, you know. Oh. <laughs> I thought you heard something in the background. I was like. <laughs> oh, just the movements of the planets affecting me. our lives. Beep, 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 boops. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's going on up there? There's some big stuff coming. Around. Yeah, almost like a conspiracy corner. We're also having a conspiracy corner tonight. Local edition. We're going to talk about Mount Diablo because I moved over here and I'm like just a few minutes away from the base of it. I'm very close to that mountain. It's cool. And so I was like, I've heard a lot of things and we're going to talk about the things I learned today and yesterday and a little bit the day before and the day before. I, uh, I'm scared and in awe of big things, but for some ra- reason, mountains don't really freak me out. But we'll see. We'll see. Actually, say that. We're going to go to the base of it. I might freak out. Those windmills. Let me say that Michaela really is afraid of large things. During our road trip, there was a part where we came around a corner and all oh. of a sudden there were windmills. Very oh large. Oh, my God. Like multiple stories tall windmills i literally have flashbacks of that it was i is that what trauma is i don't even know i keep having that flashback in my mind it's so scary like nothing happened it was so scary it was like a scary movie for me because like for some reason like the big canyons and stuff they make me a little nervous but not that nervous for some reason but there's something about giant man-made things it's like what the fuck like skyscrapers make me feel like hyperventilating mm. but not as much like i went to bryce canyon and i was like ooh ah you know what i'm saying like i like the grand canyon didn't freak me out but a little bit a little bit but not like weird man-made things moving and to be fair, yeah, it blindsided me. I'm driving on the highway, which I'm very scared of to begin with. It's been a little bit much. And then we come out of a whole a clearing. I don't know. Like, was it mountains? No, we came out of a canyon. That's how we didn't see them coming. Because it's oh, like, they're giant. Sweet. I mean, you can Ooh. see them from a, wi- a while God, away. A barf. And then, yeah, we come out of this canyon. <laughs> and they're like looking right at me. It's like they're not even far away. Like they're so fuck. They're like fucking fa- face to face, right? Because yeah, they high. really were. Oh, yeah. I can't even think of that. It's so scary. And they're just like, and you're like, fuck you. And it was they were just staring at me, and they were so big. And I was like, ha. And I had to ignore them while just staying on the highway. And I was like, this sucks. This is scary. I know it has no rational. I have no, it has, I don't know why. I must have been reincarnated from a planet that was controlled by giant fucking automaton robots because, whoo, that's what it reminds me of. And how could something remind me of that? Like, what do you mean that reminds you of that? It just reminds me of being like stomped on by a giant metal beast or something. And that never happened to me. Dude, you weren't like a bug or something? 
oh, maybe I got hit by a car or something as a cat. Like, I don't know. But something about being like, oh, I just don't like seeing giant things like that. Oh, giant moving things. Yeah. Oh, this so- thing I was thinking of is not moving. But the uh, in St. Louis, I was like, oh, look at this giant chess piece next to the place where we were having breakfast. Take my picture in front of it. And you were like, hmm. And I was yeah. like, don't you want to be in the picture? And you're like, no. <laughs> and it was like a chess piece the size of the building. I know. I and like, you no, were just you. like, fuck that. I don't like big things. And I was like, oh, I forgot. Like, because it's like, it's a chess piece. It's this big sculpture. They make me nervous. It was a big ass sculpture of a chess piece. I can't even tell you which one because I, I don't play. But yeah, man. Michaela does not like big <laughs> stuff. Big things, big people. That makes me nervous. I don't know why. And yeah, those things really creep me out. And like if, and yeah, if I want to freak myself out on a long trip through, there'll be like long stretches with those in the hills at night and they just look like fucking crazy ass robots. And I'll be like, I'm fucking, it was like terrifying. It's like I'm a little kid again. I know how to scare myself. Michaela's irrational fears. I have irrational fears. Yeah, I know, right? But you're right, dude. And you brought it up, but I honestly have not stopped thinking about that moment of coming around the bend like that and seeing these monsters. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And- oh, no. They took up like a, like a third of my windshield. That's how close they were. They were big. The heads of them. They were big. Oh, okay. We got to stop talking about it. I'm going to have a panic attack. Let's talk about something more pleasant. They're not near me now. <sighs> I mean, they probably are, actually. I bet there's some on the other side of this hill or something, isn't there? And you're just not telling me. There's, like, some all over here. I don't know about over there on Mount Diablo, but there are some in Livermore, which is south of you, not very far away. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, on the way to Livermore, you pass through them. And, yeah, giant bridges freak me out. Yeah, we had just talked about that. Ooh, fuck. All right, we got to stop talking about this. Okay. Let's talk about something that's more pleasant, Michaela. What are you drinking? Okay. I'm drinking something delicious, thanks to my friend Electric and her mom. Me? So you were like, you brought me all those raspberries and blackberries, and you were like, my mom said use these like right now. And I was like, oh shit. So then I was like, fuck, I have Bramble, which is blackberry raspberry gin. What? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I pureed the berries. Ooh, p- and then <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's good. It's really good. I pureed the berries, mm, mm, and mm. then I took a mesh sieve thing and took out all the seeds. Oh, because I like to muddle it, but sometimes the seeds really just get all up in my shit. So I took all the seeds out, which took a minute, but not too long. And now I have a nice cup of puree, fresh puree. I took that. And I took about two, three tablespoons of the puree and I put it in a thing with about three ounces of gin and I shook it up real good and then I poured it over ice and it was like a really beautiful like sour. So I'm calling it the fresh berry sour. Yum. It's really good and I... It's really good and really intense like that. So that's like the short version, right? So if you want like a nice sour fruity gin beverage over ice let it melt a little but i of course added some seltzer because i was like okay i need to drink this for an hour so i you can top it off with water or ice and even a little simple syrup because it is very sour so if you like super sour uh fresh fruit flavor don't add any sugar but if you you might you just do it to taste like i added just a little bit of simple syrup at the end because i was like all right there you go you know i want i like it a little fruity so Take the edge off. But it's still really sour. It's still really sour. It's still really delicious. And I feel like I'm getting hella antioxidants. That's great. Shit. Good for your skin. Yeah. Right? It's got pulp in it. It's like pulpy. It just doesn't have the seeds. Anyway. Yeah. So thanks to you, I have this drink. Yay. I'm glad you can enjoy. Yeah. What are you drinking? So tonight I went really simple, but very seasonal. Like I... Went to the store today to buy some household items and I found soy nog 
in the mm. grocery store. I was like, I already bought eggnog like a week ago. I already found it a week ago. Yeah, not pe- the soy nog, but the regular. And I totally been having it like once every few days because it will kill me. It's been out. Like I saw the lactate nog, which I considered, Ooh. but it's very sweet. Word to the lactose intolerant out there it's a very sweet nog lactate in general lactate in general is sweet milk exactly and so think about that in nog which is already sweet also you know it's a double yeah, on yeah. top of it so i like the soy nog better because it's thinner and it's more oaty to me like it does have kind of a warm oat flavor yeah i know it's soy but it doesn't taste like soy so much you know and then yeah. Uh, I put a little bit of Myers Dark Rum in that and sprinkled some pumpkin spices on top. Yep. And I'm having a nut oh. in a teacup here. That's so nice. Rum and soy nog. You know, I was making fun of that rum chata stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like putting it in condoms and like whatever, drinking it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was dumb. But I would make fun of that too. <laughs> I did. It was pretty fun. It was pretty silly. It was pretty stupid. But it's pretty good for like a winter thing. I was like, what's the difference? I was like, it's already, it's like thinner, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I kind of like the rum chata because it was. Is it good? It just tastes kind of like, if you heated it up, I feel like it'd be kind of like a hot toddy. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I thought it was okay. I mean, it's not like, ew, real, you know, it's not like real shit. Uh, what's the stuff that's like, it's like rum chata. <laughs> What's it called? Orchata? No, the um, Puerto Rican thing for Christmas. That's hella good. Oh, I made it a few times. Um, I can't believe I don't know what it's called. Coquito. Coquito. I mean, isn't that sort of like a rum chata? It's like rice. Well, orchata is rice oh, and coconut, coconut is yeah, coquito. It just sounds, it's all like, it's all just nogs. Like to me, it just seems like different people have different types of creamy, delicious alcohol during that time of year. And I am down for all of I mean, it. that's actually correct. I would say people love to have a creamy beverage. I do. I'm having it now. And I feel like in the Caribbean, coconut is so stable, you know, it's not going to go bad. Fuck, it's so good with the fucking coquito man i should make it this year because people around me will actually drink it fuck yeah dude actually i guess my family drank it they just were like whatever that was good i would like one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah. i will have one of those coquitos yeah i made a whole bunch uh the other year um it was really good i love a good whatever nagi creamy cinnamony delicious nose i don't care where it's from i like it make it nagi maybe we can look into the like nog drinks of the year or something that would be how many nogs can two girls have how many nogs can you get in one year so many nogs not grogs just nogs just nogs i do like a grog too but we talked about so many (laughs) holidays happening at this time of year and it's like i wonder what kind of traditional drinks they have maybe we should look some up yeah i'm writing nogs only in my notes (laughs) all right stay tuned Do you love to snuggle, but your partner runs hot? Get off me, I'm too hot! Now we have the solution, a full body gel suit just for snugglers. Just roll up the bodysuit and place it into your freezer. After just 30 minutes, Cool Snugs is ready for squeezing. Warning, do not squeeze Cool Snugs too tightly as erupting may occur. Seepings from the suit may permanently turn your teeth purple or temporarily turn you into a ghost. If you would like purple teeth, go for it. It's otherwise non-toxic. May cause flu or cold in the wearer of the Cool Snugs. Also could cause razor nips. Do not submerge yourself in water or any liquid while wearing the suit. Definitely do not use to snuggle dolphins. They're creeps. Get your Cool Snugs today at all your local ice cube retailers. Also sold... No, that's it. Welcome back to the Bot Letters <laughs> Podcast. Um, today, Michaela is going to take us on a journey through the next major astronomical event, the lunar eclipse. So, yeah, this will be happening at... You'll be listening to this after it happens. So sorry we couldn't give you a heads up in time. Sorry about that. 
But I just think it's very interesting when eclipses happen. And this is, uh, you know, this full moon, it'll be a total lunar eclipse. And what does that mean? Well, what's hidden comes to light, right? So November 8th, 3.02 a.m. PST. To figure that out wherever you live, there is going to be an eclipse. Uranus will be squaring Saturn, which means Uranus, the bringer of chaos and instability and disruption, will be squaring off and fighting with Saturn, who's all like, this is about consequences. I'm like, let's just calm down now. And that's going to be interesting. But also during that, there's a Mercury and Sun Cassini, which is super special for like insights and messages that like you were saying, disturb the status quo, where you're like, what is this? Like, I feel like it's almost going to be more of a societal thing that for me, at least than personal. It's just like, oh, what are we going to find out? Like, I feel like we're all collectively because the, there's also this whole feeling of sort of like coming together, right? Like being there for each other or something. And like, I don't know, will it be like, oh, my God this is happening this this is real god is dead i don't know we live in a fucking simulation who knows like i just almost feel like it's not going to be so many of these like little things happening in our lives as much as it might be some like real major shit because it's just such a weird time i don't know because the world's so crazy Mm, like you think something is going to be revealed on a societal level well that's what yeah it's like revealing truths and stuff it's like well what would even matter right i don't know Will aliens come finally talk to us? I don't know. Portals open? I don't know. World peace? World war? I have no idea. Hopefully not that. Uh, Yeah, mine wasn't so much like that. It was more about like setting boundaries for yourself and like making sure that you are acknowledging the things that are revealed to you and kind of managing it. So it doesn't seem that global to me when it's described that way. Well, yeah, I mean... I'll read something from an astrologer and I'll be like, okay, well, that's generally what's happening. But then I use my own feelings and intuitions and interpretations, right? So it's like, that's just my feelings. Like, yeah, that's not what was said. But when I read that, I was like, man, when I look at what's happening for myself right now, it's like, I feel like there's almost more like going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be something bigger than like any weird truth. I, I don't have, I can't even imagine a truth revealed to me. It's like, it's, I know, right? That would be so ground. You know, so it's like it must be something bigger than me. And then there's just like this awakening of information and chaos and all this shit from Uranus and disruption. Mm -hmm. Like the food and the formula shortages, like that's very much in that this time right now. And so needing to center the needs of everybody on the planet is very Saturn squared. It's like you have to think about everyone. Like, you might think we have this shortage, but it's just because people are greedy that we actually have a shortage. Or it's just, like, actually because of capitalism that we don't have enough. Like, setting boundaries helps us feel abundant is, like, one of the things that Shani Nicholas said. And I thought that was really interesting because it's, like, how do you enjoy what you have right now with the eclipse in Taurus? It's, like, that's very, like, just be happy with what you have. Like, honor the earth and gathering food and simple pleasures. And then just, like... Like you said, like doing, like being present to what is in front of us, she said. And I was like, that's really cool. It's like, that's really interesting to me at this time where it's like, everyone's about to start spending all this money, but then complaining about not having money and then all the shortages. And it's like, it seems, again, it's like, I look at anything that would even happen to me in my personal life is also happening maybe in the universe. So I'm thinking it sounds very anti-capitalism. Because she was talking about the insatiability that we are taught and this eclipse is like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. You need to interrupt that need for more, like focus on connecting to yourself and the earth. And so for me, like, again, this is just what I took from it. It's not what was said, but it's like recycling and reuse and sharing and fair distribution and less waste and less like imprisonment and marginalization. It's like like all of those ideas are coming up and that with the revealing of the truth, it's like it all just seemed like this whole idea where I was like, what the fuck's going to happen right now? Because it just seems like 
my life's not all that interesting that it's going to be some revelatory thing. So I kind of like, whoa, that's what's in the air with the eclipse. Like, I wonder if there's going to be some other big reveal. And that's interesting to me. Like, will Trump finally be getting taken down because some shit will come to light and the truths will come out? And he'll be like, fuck it, it's true. And then he'll be on the run like OJ in a Bronco and we'll be like, fuck yeah, take him down. Yeah, or like, will people's attitude about Christmas change and be like, I'm sick of always having to buy in return and yeah. do, go through this cycle of bullshit shit like will we all just be like you know what let's bake each other cakes or something and, Fuck, i hope so you know like i was <laughs> thinking back to this is like totally random but also maybe revelatory as we're right. thinking through it but i was thinking back to that story of charles dickens christmas carol mm -hmm. where scrooge's nephew just brings him a wreath for his door you know, and people gave Christmas gifts, like you would give a gift of Christmas things, like ornaments and stuff. Ornaments or like those chestnuts to roast or a turkey, yeah. if you really are like rich, like Ebenezer Scrooge was. Or ham. Yeah. So I was like, you know, a lot of the people that I know don't actually complain about having to buy gifts or about getting gifts or whatever. It's about having to buy gifts. They're like, uh Yeah. I have to go to the store and I have to like inconvenience myself or I, I'm going to get the wrong thing and the person's going to be dissatisfied and talk about it, you know, and it's like, actually, you don't have to participate in that. Like, you don't have to. I know. I've been, I mean, that's what I've been saying forever. Like, I love homemade stuff. Like, I love making homemade, like, I've made chocolates, I've made wine, I've made baked goods and cookies i've made fucking ornaments like all this shit and people always just like eh, whatever and you're like what or they'll be like oh this is good but like i don't know i was always wishing that yeah they'd give me like a tin of fucking cookies and the only person that's ever done that in my family has been my awesome niece and i was like fuck yes i want cookies that's all i want is a bunch of delicious food or like cute shit i don't care like i don't even care give me a fucking cool rock you found jesus christ would appreciate that baby jesus loves cool rocks oh yeah give me a plastic dinosaur i don't know what the fuck i mean i don't even celebrate it's not even jesus really birthday but i'm just saying if you're gonna celebrate christmas like don't get all caught up in that right yeah i mean that's i think it's cool to give gifts of food because you help create christmas in their house by giving them a tin or plants a tree or like you know it's fun to get an ornament because then every year at christmas you take that ornament out and you put it out and you create a vibe yeah. in that person's house to think of you at christmas like yeah. that's that's really yes. special any holiday or any gifts honestly it's not even about fucking christmas it's like whatever yourself even thanksgiving if you do that shit or like, I don't know, any of these many holidays where you give gifts or any birthdays or anything. It's like, I don't know. I like when people take a minute and just make me like a handmade card or some shit instead of buying me some generic thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love gifts and I like getting them and I'll never complain about any of them. But it's like, you don't have to buy me a bottle of fucking gin. You can just give me like a cool pair of socks you found at the dollar store. Like someone gave me a pair of socks they found at the liquor store. I loved them. The bodega was that you is that the yeah that was me <laughs> i love those i still have those so i was like you got these where that's so cool you know it's like what the fuck yeah who knows where you're gonna find cool stuff i mean i just think it's like people put the emphasis on spending a certain amount of money consumerism yeah yeah and it's like it would be nice to get back to the idea of um it's cold outside let's all be together inside snuggle and enjoy each other and have good food hot toddies nogs yeah i think that's what Pro the nog. holidays are about in the cold times i mean that's what it was and then people started going nuts about it and it's like what the hell is going on so it's like the whole point of this season right now this whole eclipse is like can you just turn it down a notch you know like just fucking rest like don't worry about shit that sounds good i like that yeah make a bunch of fucking fun stuff or nothing and say i don't got nothing for you this year let's just hang out fuck it i wrote you a letter i don't know any of those things just chill out just chill out i used to like photo albums those are yeah. cool i personally am not going to chill out for the holidays but that's my prerogative i'm not stressed about it i get excited to make a ton of food <laughs> 
and all these presents. Like, and that's the funny thing is like, I don't get stressed. I literally am that person that's like so happy about Halloween and still celebrating Halloween in November, but I'm also planning my Christmas gifts like November 1st. I'm all like, oh, now I can think about Christmas gifts. And I already have some put away. I already have like a couple little things put away. That's cool. I have a couple of things that I just started buying today because I was like, oh, it's time to go Christmas shopping. I like that. But it's exciting. Yeah, I'm not like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, boy. And now I'm back with like people I like. And even though they don't really buy me gifts, I don't care because now I'm just like, you're near me. You're getting a gap. Because <laughs> at least it's just cookies. You know, it's not like I'm buying you a fucking iPhone or some weird shit making you feel awkward or something. Like I said, I'm going to bring over some homemade fudge. And you're going to be like, wow, that's cool. You know what I always loved were those tins that you get at the store that have the three different kinds of popcorns. Ugh, that is literally what one of my gifts I got like two years ago from my mother because she knows me so well. And she was right. It was amazing. I love those. Yeah. And then I'm the psycho that takes out the divider and just shakes it all together. And you're like, Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) we can all live together in my mouth. (laughs) That's the chaos. Mm -hmm. That's the chaos in me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uranus. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I got. Just like everyone chill out and like be happy with what you have and just give simple things and be with each other. I mean, I'm honestly just happy to be able to cook a meal or two or three for all my friends this coming year. Like whenever they have time, like it doesn't have to be a special day. And, you know, I think we will report back on what happens during this eclipse. Yeah, we will. We'll tell you how it goes. Maybe we'll all know at the same time if it's a grand change. Like That's what I'm saying. Let's find out. Right. I really hope it's just like no more Trump. Like no, I just I don't mean I'm not saying I hope he like you know exits this place. I'm just saying I hope he can't run for president ever again, or any political. Pol- I just hope he just goes away and retires. Ah, uh, yeah, I understand. I always forget that he could run again. Retire in jail. I mean, honestly, I hope he just goes to jail because he's a criminal. But I don't want him to like die or anything. I'm just saying when I say get rid of Trump, I hope he goes to jail, and we're all like, oh because that would be a cool eclipse that's all i'm gonna say not that controversial an idea he seems like a fucking criminal uh seems like the stacked against him there i'm no legal expert it's wild to me how many sitcoms he was on in the 90s and it's just like you were just living a charmed life as a rich dude like yes. why did you have to become this guy but it's never enough yeah that's why dummy <laughs> Ever wonder what the beatniks crave more than freeform prose and heroin? Do you want your snacks literary themed and far out? Then we have the fix you've been chasing. William S. Churros! Sweet, thick cream pouring from a long ribbed morsel. Phallic shaped churros filled with our patented mugwump juice. William S. Churros is going on the phone and she sent it back in the mail. They have been in the place, and they are very nice to have them for the kids. They were going on the back porch, lol, so we didn't think it would have been funny to see it all day. (laughs) William S. Churros and I have been here in the last few years since I had a couple of years of this week to see how it is now on my end. And last night, that we were in our own room and had a lot to go through. William S. Churros is ready for a meeting at noontime. So look for William S. Churros on your next hunt for something addictive. Available only through drbenway.com. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner with your hosts, The Blunt Letters. Welcome back to The Blunt Letters Podcast. I just moved close to Mount Diablo and I became very interested. In fact, I live at Diablo. Let's just say you live in a place that references Mount Diablo. The name of Mount Diablo is referenced in where you live. It's like everything around us is named about Diablos, right? Diablo trails and all these creeks and 
So even where I live references Diablo. At first I was like, oh, hey, let's go check it out. And it was like, oh, 45 minutes away. Like I felt like it was right there. And it's like, it is. It's like nine minutes to the base, but then it takes like a half an hour to get up to the fucking top because this crazy ass windy road that I'm like not going to drive on. But I'll go to the base of it and check it out. I've actually, I've honestly have like read about this all the time, I feel like, but I can't really place these sources now. And as we'll talk about later, we both had a really hard time like finding any paranormal UFO accounts that were online and easy to read. Anyway, Wikipedia talks about it and it says it's long been the site of numerous reports pertaining to cryptozoology, hauntings, mysterious lights, various Fordian phenomena. Now, it's interesting. I'm going to stop there. It says various Fordian phenomena. When I, I owned the Book of the Dead, which is by Charles Fort, and there was not one mention of Mount Diablo in there, which is very frustrating. When I finally dug that fucking tome out of my shit. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, no, and but there was nothing. I mean, there's stuff about California, but nothing that really talked about Mount Diablo. It's not very wi- widely known, you know. It's like, but I feel like I've read about it. Like I feel like I was like, oh, I've read about Monte Mont Diablo in all these UFO books. Like when I moved out here mm. and found out it was near me, and I was like, what? So that's what's weird about not being able to find it. I'm sure if you had the heart, the actual books, there's like tons of stuff, or like hardcore researchers could probably tell me exactly where I read it. Anyway, it says it is rumored that the name Mount Diablo. De- is derived from the propensity for such weird events to be alleged at or the immediate vicinity of the mountain. But that's not true. Phantom Black Panthers are seen with unusual frequency on the slopes of the mountain as well as at the Devil's Hole region of the last Trampas Regional Wilderness. As early as 1806, General Mariano Guadalupe Vallejo reported an encounter with a flying spectral apparition while engaged in a military operations against Bolognese band of the Bay Miwok tribe. In 1873, a live frog was said to be found within a slab of limestone at a mine in Mount Diablo. Yeah, I read that so, too. Woo. Yeah, and, and that whole flying spectral thing, I think that shit might just be him being like, this is why the fucking we lost against the Native Americans. So I don't buy that for a second. And we'll get back to that. But I think it's interesting that there's limestone and a lot of like quartz and stuff there. So Mount Diablo is also, it says again in Wikipedia, Mount Diablo is a geologic anomaly. Whoa, why? Now it didn't, It didn't really say, but it just, this is how it explained it. It says there's a geologic anomaly about 30, maybe all giant mountains are too, by the way. I don't know. About 30 miles east of San Francisco, the mountain is the result of a geologic compression and uplift caused by the movements of the earth plates. I mean, well, yeah. The mountain lies between converging earthquake faults and continues to grow slowly. So maybe that's why. Oh, it's ever growing. Like the t- the tectonic plates keep pushing more earth up. Yeah. While the principal faults of the region are of the strike slip type, a significant thrust fault with no surface trace is found on the mountain's southwest flank. The uplift and subsequent weathering and erosion have exposed ancient oceanic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous age rocks that now form the summit. The mountain grows from three to five millimeters each year. Wow. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it sounds like a lot to me. If you were on it, like if you had a house on it, it would be a big problem, you know? (laughs) Right? So uh, that was really interesting. And then it says that a lot of what ended up being makes up that place is now like sandstone, mudstone, and limestone. And all these things that are like mostly quartz. And like we've also just talked about in one of our past episodes. Season 2, episode 28, Polites and Portals. Um about quartz portals and how that a lot of anomalous things happen when you have quartz you have limestone you have running water close by and you have fucking tectonic pressure you have a constant pressure here oh well no shit that you're seeing fucking shadow panthers and lights flashing you know what i mean like so i have heard about all kinds of things happening around here but it wouldn't it would totally make sense if there was portals around here just naturally because of the quartz the limestone the water and the fucking earthquakes just throwing that out there again, refer or like an attraction to UFOs and other phenomena because that's been true too. It's usually around yeah. like volcanic activity, seismic activity, power plants, nuclear power, like 
like places where magnetic fields come together. It's really like these very specific requirements for those kinds of activities need to be in place. And so that totally fits the bill, which is worrying. <laughs> like, Yeah. And there are still witnesses during the present times of the Black Panther. It's like campers on the mountain have been known to see spectral Black Panthers coming to their camps, harassing them, and they'll search for them and they fucking can't find them. There's no tracks. There's no sighting. Just simply camps filled with scared people. Spectral. Like, I saw that thing. Like it. Like a ghost. Was a, whoa, that's weird. A projection mm-hmm. or something. They said on Marsh Creek Road, a desolate, windy road, which goes around the base of the mountain, is where this ghost cop is said to patrol. And they like pulls over like reckless speeders and stuff. Nothing's worse than a ghost cop. I know, right? A real cop, actually, because a real ghost cop can't actually arrest you. Ugh, I don't know. You. I've read, maybe I was listening to like a haunted story or something about this ghost cop cop that kept harassing people and it's like they didn't have any memory of doing it so they did it constantly i don't know ghost cops are annoying yeah annoying for sure dr john marsh a californian pioneer was murdered on his way back home in martinez after hiding a cache of forty thousand dollars in gold and silver near marsh creek and legend has it that the ghost is seen walking around looking for the money still that's creepy that's a super california ghost story that is the kind of ghost story i grew up with yeah Yeah, so like again there's a lot of these things and like we both heard them but when we tried to look them up it was very hard which is a whole other conspiracy corner it's like why is it so hard to look up ufos and uaps like that's very strange i know i've read about them in mount diablo it's really bizarre anyway i guess we need to make the fucking documentary i didn't find huh yeah especially since there seems to be a community of people who are interested in ufos like when i was doing research it showed that there was like a convention in the area of ufo researchers and like yeah it just doesn't make sense that there's not a lot of information about it that's easily available or like there is a database of of sightings but it's just like just an entry you know it doesn't have almost it doesn't have any references i know i saw the same thing and i was like what the fuck i don't know i know i have read about this multiple times throughout all these years i've been studying ufos but again it's an anomalous place but here's what's also interesting and we can think of things as anomalous as negative but like that's not necessarily true i just think of it as odd or outstanding Mm -hmm. in a way that it shouldn't be there but it is so i read this really good article in american indian Indian Quarterly, it was called, which is from 1989. But it was a really interesting thing written about, like, earliest known accounts of the natives that lived there, right? So it's, like, talks about the mountain from around, like, the first accounts from natives were written down from, like, 1859, like, you know, the white people. So the nation was not identified. So like we don't know what tribe they're talking about, but there was similar to a lot of South Central California pre-existing creator myth that the creator creates the earth from a a world covered in water. And the two islands that stand above the water are Mount Diablo and Reed's Peak. And from these two peaks, they make all the native people in the entire world, right? Okay. Okay. What's really interesting about that is when I was reading in Wikipedia about the geology is that indeed it was like water. It was these two peaks that were like these two islands. Like that's really interesting that that's like actually what fucking happened like millions of years ago. And so it was passed down, I guess, all those years. That's cool. If people don't believe in like oral history, it's like, I don't know. That's actually what the geology shows happened. Maybe they figured it out. So that's cool. Like, I mean, not the whole world, obviously, but like the whole world as far as they could see right like where they were from their world was created and there was these two fucking islands anyway then in 1910 this dude Miriam recorded the plains miwok tradition recalling condor man lived on the north side of mount diablo and among southern maidu mount diablo was well known with religious significance and some believed that the mountain was the place where the dead quote the dead must cross or enter for a purification before going to the land of the dead and that spirits are said to watch from its peak for wrongdoers Mm. 
as special places it was avoided so a lot of them avoided it not because it was fucking evil but because it was special and things happened there and you know like again if there was portals if there was things happening there if there was a cross that the veil was thin because of these actual geological events you would start to revere that and you'd be like i'm not going there it's not evil but you'd be like i'm not gonna fuck with that until i'm ready to fuck with that right until i'm ready to go to some other realm or i'm ready to fucking cross over into some other place like i'm not gonna fuck with that mountain right but i think that got translated into like oh it's a spooky place because people are racist and they want to make native americans seem like demons and that came up a lot in this article where it's like oh you know they never said it was evil they never said it had anything to do with devils or anything like that came later and they said it was because of some thickets and da, da 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 but i really think they called it that because they were just like those fucking devils i thought of that when i read that story i was like they've talk about them in terms of like literally in terms of savages and heathens yeah and so yeah. bullshit i was like uh that's seems well, who worship the mountain itself it's like that's dumb no they did not it seems like they um called it the devil's thicket because they were calling those people devils like they were saying yeah that they were they devils. were like oh you got away from us the only way you could have gotten away from the white man was if you had the help of the devil yeah so it's inherently racist so the name mount diablo is inherently racist and like the only thing that i really like about it is that i've read online that some really religious nut who lives around here is like all upset because he says it's satanic and he thinks that it should be called like mount reagan and so i'm like oh my god what's the difference you want to replace one demon with another and so it kind of makes me happy that there's christians and weird like religious nuts out there that are like offended by it being called mount diablo and so that's the only good thing to come out of it there you go and hell no not mount reagan if anything just pick one of the other names that the native the 25 different native tribes that you say fucking go there called it yeah I, and then they made up one that was like a native american name for the mountain that wasn't yeah. it's like they just totally made it mm-hmm. up and it's like um i'm sure they had yeah, like you said, 25 different names for it. Well, there was like a lot. Who was it? The uh, Southern, the Nisinan, uh at Auburn tribe. They referred to the Mount Diablo as Dog Mountain just because literally that's where they would go harvest dogs and catch dogs to sell and like train. They're just like, it's just Dog Mountain. It's just like that fucking mountain where you get dogs. Like, so it wasn't like always even mystical to them. It was just this place. And then the East Bay Ohlone, the... Uh, Chacho Chienyo. Sorry, I'm so bad at pronouncing things. Cho Chienyo. They convey an, an image of the mountains as a very powerful place that could mysteriously hide things. Mm. Again, right? It's like these are all so similar. Still, where the large snakes were seen but never caught, just like these panthers, spirits still danced and whistled at cemetery sites on its slope. And it was sacred, yeah, to 25 different tribes and nations who would go to their prey. So it's like, but none of them talked about it being evil. That's just some white person shit. So what I take from that is that there isn't evil things happening there. I really think it's always been a powerful place. It's always been like maybe just one of these original places on earth that people existed and it's got portals maybe and uh, stuff happens, but it's not evil and kind of like fuck that name. I wish I could call it something else, but it's fine. It's Mount Diablo for now. Cool though, huh? It's cool. It's creepy. I wanted to go hiking up there, and now I'm not so sure. Oh, I totally want to go. I want to see a ghost panther. Be like, don't worry, it's a ghost. I'm scared. <laughs> we'll have to take our panther spray. What's interesting is I read that there were 17 non-native folklore explanations for the name in popular literature for in the last 111 years from 1850 to 1961. 17 different white people things that were like, it's because of this. It's because a person saw a devil. It's because this and that. It's like... No, it's just some racist shit from the Spaniards as per usual. So, yeah, but still fascinating that I think it's true that people see things there because, yeah, the pe- the first people that live there have always like seen stuff and been like, like, hmm, maybe we just shouldn't really shouldn't go really close to that mm. unless you're ready for an experience, you know? Yeah. Or to pray there, you know, but that's still an experience, you know, it's special, special place. I'm excited. I'm excited to go there. It makes me want to go there more and see what can happen. Because it's only negative and spooky because white people. You know what I'm saying? Well, the panther part is like... I mean, I guess, yeah. Okay. But if you know it's a phantom panther, you could just be like, what do you have to teach me, panther? And if it's like, oh, cool. You're not scared of me. And you could be like, yeah, panther, what's up? And they'll, or they'll just be like, nothing, bye. 
Tonky <laughs> to me. I don't know. It's just funny. It's like, who knows? Like, if you know it's a phantom panther or snake, like, maybe you'll just be like, cool. Like, why am I seeing this spirit? What do they have to tell me? Only one way to find out. Go there and hike. I can't wait. I'm excited to go with you. Of course, I don't know. I think it's going to take me a while to get really good at hiking, but maybe when we get real buff, we can, like, hike to the top. Yeah, we'll work our way up to it. Oh, that's going to be, like, five years from now, but still, I'm excited. <laughs> We'll just go around a little bit at the base and be like, hey, snakey, snakey, snake. It's real big snake down there. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, honestly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for our adventures on Mount Diablo. I'm very excited. It's beautiful. Also, the fact that I can see it so much closer than ever before. It's gorgeous. Oh, no. I have to do a drug test tomorrow for work. What do I do? Lucky for you, I have the homebrew urine sample kit. Homebrew Urine Sample Kit? What in the hell? Homebrew Urine Sample Kit uses just a few secret patent ingredients. You can brew up some fresh, clean urine in your kitchen or kitchenette. Even a hot plate will do the job. Is it hard to do? No, I just told you, even a hot plate. Oh, sorry. Just cook up the first two packs of powder with three cups of tap water. Then cool it for an hour. Blend in our original formula, you're in luck, and you're done! Thank you. Now I won't lose my job as a school bus driver just because I smoke crack. Wait, what? <laughs> Homebrew Urine Sample Kit. Maybe available on Amazon.com. You're in luck. Brought to you by You're in Luck. You're in Luck is a subsidiary of Pooper and Pooper Incorporated and Pooper and USA. Welcome back to the blunt letters. Um, <laughs> the who? who letters? The blunt, the blunt letters. letters. Today we're gonna do the B- another. U N T the B L U N T. Let me tell you about this movie. 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 We went to the theater near my house, my new house that's called the century and it's really cool from the outside and that's what made me want to go there it looks super nice and then i was like oh they got a fucking arcade oh they might have drinks oh 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 they had so it all we went dude it was awesome i love going to the movies first of all i've been bragging about the my basketball success you were amazing i don't even know i was like just fucking around and fucked up Got like eight points. This motherfucker got like 63 points. 53 points, but still pretty good. Yeah, it was nuts. But dude, it was so much fun. Like we walk in, it's beautiful, whatever, giant, bunch of teenagers working there. Great, great, great. They don't give a fuck about nothing. Mm -hmm. But the downside is they don't care that the air hockey puck is all sticky. But that's okay. We're just going to bring wet wipes next time and clean it ourselves because that shit. The fact that they even have an air hockey table makes me want to take it under my wing and just put it, bring it back to life on my own just so I can play it when I go there. Yeah. It is a fucking dream come true. A fucking air hockey table right next to four-person Pac-Man. This is not the first time I've talked about four-person Pac-Man on this, this podcast. This is not There's a no drill. fucking way. Because I love that shit. Four person competitive Pac-Man. Ho, 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 with drink holders. Anyway, mm-hmm. they've got it both. Plus alien shoot 'em ups which we usually play Area 51, but this alien one is pretty cool. You get like machine guns Yeah, that was shit. fun. That was dope. It's like they cha- they give you different guns as you go through the levels and I like you that. get to do different things. I do too because then it's like, okay, they're giving you this gun. Why? You have to shoot it the way that they need you to shoot it to pass a level. It makes sense. Also, you don't have to hold it up. Mounted, yeah. It's like mounted. Do, 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 I do, like do, that. Do. Don't make me hold it up. Then they have motorcycle rides, which I'm always like, eh, I don't want to do that. Although maybe I'm just too shy. If I get drunk enough, maybe I'll ride the motorcycle. I don't like it. But I wish they had pinball, but they don't. But anyway. But they did have pinball. basketball make a basket. They did. It was called something like Shot Express or something, right? I don't know. It's like, you know, if you've been to an arcade that has a basketball shooting game, it's like just a regular arcade game. You throw basketballs and then the hoop moves left to right after a while. And you just try and get as many baskets as you can. You got a lot of baskets, but I got two at once. That was impressive. And that was impressive. And then you spilled my drink and that was hella funny. Yeah. We got that on live. You can check that out on the Blunt Letters Instagram. It happened. You can see it happen. 
You can see it happen. Two balls, one hoop. One cup, too, fell over, <laughs> spilled all over the floor. Two balls, one cup, fell over, spilled on the floor. But those cups were filled with mango fucking margaritas frozen margaritas and it was, they were so good so you can go there and get drinks and beer and wine and popcorn and like fucking pizzas and all kinds of crazy shit to eat hot Holy dogs macaroni hot dogs oh man it was cool i was into it i like this, this is like two couple of minutes from my house really close so freaking close so yeah we went there and we played we went there 45 minutes early and you were like i thought the movie started at 10 i'm like no i just really wanted to go to the arcade like i legit wanted to go to the arcade that's why i was like we're going early and we still oh we're like running for the popcorn like we totally were like oh shit we better get to the movie (laughs) it was so fun like we were having a great time so i was like we better go with at least 45 minutes and then we got a giant tub of popcorn and they had the freshest nerd clusters i've ever eaten it's like they were plucked from heaven <laughs> above. They were so f- chewy. I didn't know they were that soft. I now I'm mad at yeah. I'm mad at all the other nerds I've eaten because they weren't that soft. Had to come to goddamn Pleasant Hill to eat some soft ass nerds. The ha, the ha 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 life over here. That's funny. We have nerds that are soft, dude. I finished that bag last night. I was like, these are the fucking best. I want to go there just back for the nerds. <laughs> clusters because those are hard to find and i've never had them that delicious so we had nerd clusters and popcorn and margaritas and lounge chairs it was great oh and we went and saw the banshee of inarsharon 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 it's an irish movie and it was really good yeah it was really good we laughed out loud a lot in the theater a lot making other people laugh which is one of my favorite things ever I think we made people realize it was funnier. We were the Ed McMahon of that movie for those people. I think so, too, because there was really dry. We were dying. We were. I ate an edible before I went, so and we smoked a hell of weed, and, so, and then drank all that shit. So, like, we're the best. Like, if you, hey, if you're a comedian, and you're even kind of funny, send Electric and I, send the Blunt Letters free tickets and a bunch of drink tickets, or, like, whatever. Give us a bunch of drinks. Give us a bunch of joints. We will come already high, already. We will just, well, you know what? Just invite us out. We will laugh our ass off. We will just be like the best people in your, you don't want anyone but us laughing. So we were dying at that movie. It was funny. Got the giggles. It was the subtle shit. That's why I like this director who I can't remember his name right now, but because I'm the best podcaster ever and I don't, I have a phone right here, but like. I really like his movies. He did um, in Bruges, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I saw that Colin Farrell and Gleason were doing SNL together, and I was like, "Does this mean they did another movie?" Holy fuck! Because I love in Bruges so much. I love Colin Farrell. We all know that. We all know my obsession with him. Let's be honest, right? I mean, we talked about it at length. I would marry that guy maybe tomorrow if he asked me. I don't know. What's I? T- you know what? With the ridiculous chances I've taken by marrying the last three people I've married, I would totally marry Colin Farrell. If you I would support tomorrow. you. And that's silly, but I would just still do it. I would really still support you, and I know that's silly. <sighs> What's the downside? Okay, so... Brendan Gleeson, by the way, was in Harry Potter as Mad-Eye what? Moody. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He was... Um, It's crazy because, like, his character is, like, being impersonated by another character, so you never really meet Mad-Eye Moody. Hey. But he plays him, and he's great in he this as great. well. And he's, he's great, great in everything. everything he's in. Yeah, he's amazing, and he's really funny. Ugh, I love the sense of humor mm-hmm. that that is written into this film. So it's Martin McDonough. Donna? D-O-N-A-A. Um, it's, you know, McDonough? one of those names. It's McDonough. a name. See, I'm bad with everyone. Let this be known. I'm bad with even my own people's names. Because he's Irish like me. I'm supposed to know this. Mm. Oops. It's got Barry Kogan in it, too, who I've seen and stuff. And he's really good. And this is Dominic. He's, like, so sad and tragic and amazing. And then Carrie Condon's in it. She's fucking great as the sister. I don't know. Every single actor in this was great. But I'll always go watch Colin Farrell in almost anything, honestly. Because he picks good things and he's hot as hell. And he's a great actor. He's one of the best actors ever. Because he plays such a fucking idiot, and he's not an idiot. 
Anyone who can memorize all this shit and emote at the same time is not stupid. So actors are smart. And this motherfucker is so dumb in In Bruges. It's so dumb in this. And I'm like, oh, God. It's the facial expressions. It's face acting. Oh, Lord. Like he sells those lines because he looks so. Those eyebrows. Apt. Like he just like the way that he's saying it and the things that he's saying. It's like it's absurd, but only like he makes it believable like that could happen somebody Golly. could say that shit to you and you because really he talks to everyday people i think it's because actors who talk to everyday people and experience everyday people really do pick up on that and it's like writers like i said like i am always eavesdropping because not because i hate people not because i want to use it against you but because i'm fascinated and i'll probably will regurgitate it later in a story because that's how you write really real dialogue and real people is like observing that mm-hmm. he just seems like such a great observer and he just plays in him and gleason i just play these characters so well but i think that Farrell had the harder job by being a fucking moron you know this like heartbroken moron is way harder to play than just like some angry fucking old dude who is like every old dude ever he's like that actor's already probably an old angry dude <laughs> he plays an old grumpy guy in harry potter right you know what i'm saying so it's like colin really brings it it's beautifully shot like so many like he this guy did like the same director and he also wrote this did um seven psychopaths which is also really fun and really weird and crazy it's one of my i think it's one of my favorite walk-in parts i think is from that where they have a gun on christopher walken he's in his like fucking 60s 70s at this point and they're like put your put your hands up and he's like no and he's like what and he's like no I'm gonna put my fucking hands up. And he's like, put your hands up. He's like, why? He's like, I've got a gun. He's like, so? And he's like, I'll fucking kill you. He's like, fucking go ahead. You're gonna kill me because I'm not putting my hands up. Like, it's just such a great fucking scene. And it's so indicative of this fucking, like, this writer's sense of humor, which is so on par with me and you. It's like, there were scenes that are so subtle. Like you said, that woman, like, we laughed for so many minutes after that scene with the brother and sister. And you were like, it's that girl's face at the end. Mm-hmm. It was just the expression of her, Carrie Condon's face. He was just like, so perfect. She's like, don't you fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> it's so perfect. Yeah. The timing is there. The realism is there. Um, I didn't see three billboards because it sounds sad and I couldn't deal with a lot of sad stuff during the pandemic. When I'm really happy again, I'll be able to watch that. But this was great. I love Seven And yeah, highly recommended. Really gross though, too. Like you were like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I didn't know to warn you. I guess I should warn the other squeamish people that listen to the podcast. But I definitely it's like a story you have to suspend your disbelief yeah it's it's like a fable from the 1920s almost where you're like there was this guy and he got so mad that he cut his own fingers off and it's like whoa it makes sense too because there's like animals in the house and stuff like snow white or some shit you know it's like you know i love this movie it's very endearing but basically this guy a miniature donkey to live with me now kind (laughs) of They're pretty cute, but, you know, I bet you have to clean up after their poops a lot. And I already do that yeah. with my mother. It's like I love my mom. I clean her poops up. I Why not a little donkey, too? You'd have to, like, Aww. put a diaper on the donkey. Eh, yeah. <laughs> Leave him on the patio a lot of the time with the door open so he could hang out, you know, but, like, He's poop pretty outside. cute. I mean, I have to say it was really Ugh. cute. That donkey Damn. was adorable. Yeah. This movie will make you want a donkey. This movie will make you cry. <laughs> A pony? Oh, yeah. It'll make you cry. It'll make you squeamish. It'll make you laugh your ass off. That's like... It was great. It was a good best friend movie to see. Yeah, it was. Even though it was about these two people who were like ending a friendship. I'll never do that to you. Because we're women. Women would never do that. But men are stupid in the 20s, especially. It was absurd. Like the lengths that this guy goes to to show how serious he is about not talking to this guy are like bodily like harm against him it's stuff of the myths it's the stuff of myth it's like unreal like you we actually said like this would be great in a short story it wouldn't be this harsh to hear someone cutting their fingers off it would be more of a metaphor but when you see it in the film you're like you're just like that's not what it would be like if somebody cut their finger off you know it's like well he would be dead yeah especially in the 20s ignoring it but he didn't he seemed like he was suicidal which was part of the thing and it's always something to remember as an urban hipster who's like, oh, maybe I just want to move to a little island somewhere and have a go. It's like, no, because people there who are raised there are just trying to get out more than anywhere and like want to <laughs> like end it all. Like it's super depressing. And you're like, oh, right. 
Maybe not. I don't know. You have to be ready for a lot of isolation at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a really charming movie like sweet but also like yeah very dark like it goes it comes with a small it's like it comes with any small community it's like oh it's heartwarming and scary all at the same time yeah very much mm-hmm. i'm not sure how i feel about that yet but maybe it's because i haven't found my community or maybe i'm just a city slicker <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a city slicker who needs two acres to grow vegetables and have a goat anyway <clears throat> you check this out it's fucking phenomenal just like a lot of his other films and um holy moly i love you colin farrell will you marry me <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, listening to, to the blunt letters podcast Check out our website at thebluntletters.com, our new home on the interwebs for all things Blunt Letters. You can find all the Blunt Letters podcast episodes, check out our blog, and buy back issues of the Blunt Letters zine. Plus, get in touch with us with any suggestions, questions, or leave us a voicemail to be featured in an episode. You can follow our daily adventures and videos on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember to like and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Googlecast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public to stay up to date on our new episodes. Wow, that's a lot. I know, right? Bye-bye. Thank you.